0: This is on the reel with Kevin and Stace. A candid conversation about life, family,
1: fishing in the
2: outdoors.
0: And tonight we have a special guest, Riley.
3: Hello. <laughs>
0: so tonight is Saturday night again. For some reason, I
3: know
0: we are in the PJs again at five thirty tonight. <laughs>
1: Second week in a row that confirms we are old.
0: But we do have uh, power tonight. So tonight we have Woodland Farms Brewery, which is from Kittery, Maine.
1: I'm surprised we haven't heard of them.
0: Never heard of them. They mm-hmm. got cool logos on there.
1: I know they really do. Pretty graphic.
0: And I'm drinking. Like I'm, drinking, <laughs> I'm, drinking <laughs> I'm drinking Blinky New England Indian Pale Ale. And
1: I am drinking Ruby Slippers Raspberry Sour Ale. And I'm
2: drinking water. Yes. <laughs> On the Rock. <laughs> by Poland Springs. Brought to you by Poland
0: Springs. Our sponsor.
2: Hey. <laughs> That's right. Imagine. Oh, my goodness. What day? We had a very tasking day. It was.
0: I'm exhausted.
2: Um. So
1: what started out as a "We're not leaving the house; it's too damn cold" day turned into a um. How shall we say, bar hopping day? <laughs> what time did we even
2: start? Noon.
0: Oh. We left at noon.
3: <laughs> we
2: left at noon. Uh, did. Noon. We left it, and we came back at five. five. It's not too bad because no. you figure it's
1: forty five minutes. Drive each direction, so that's not that
2: bad. Went to three bars, beverage stations, Riley.
0: <laughs> and at each place, we spent $25 literally,
1: right, on the dog. <laughs> oh my gosh, how crazy <laughs> is that? It was $25 and change every place we went. And that is Kata, um, the <laughs> river house dog with her. Brought to you by Pullen's and Pullins,
2: Pullins, Pullins, Springs and For the whole family. I know. We all get <laughs> used out of it. <laughs> you so drink the lot of cheese. cheese on the bottom. That's right. <laughs>
0: so, what you don't know about Riley. Oh, God. <laughs> is she is an undefeated fly casting champion. Yep. Um, so she. Full
2: cool about it, though.
0: yep. Yeah, oh. She doesn't like to brag. She doesn't tell a lot of people about it, but you know, she entered one fly casting contest and one.
2: Naturally won it. And
0: so she's undefeated.
2: Take after my mother. I know. That's right. You got it, girl. So it's that natural ability
0: What year was that, Riley?
2: Oh god. Um two thousand nineteen, maybe?
0: I don't know. It was it was a- 19
2: or nineteen. I was either a freshman or sophomore in high school. And you're a senior.
0: You went to the annual freeze-up. Yep, yep. You were you were old enough to, or young enough to enter the kids fly casting contest.
1: Yes, <laughs> who helped you?
0: So, so tell everyone about your experience oh, in in the in the competition you were up against to win that fly that fly rod.
2: So I was peer pressured into this experience <laughs> <laughs> by Kevin McKay. Peer pressure. And I think it was Alan that helped me. Yep. Cast yep. and you had to was that you had to hit ho- hula hoops. Yep, and I don't remember how many I hit, but, anyways, I had some tough competition. Ended up ended up winning out of, uh, one, one contestant. One contestant being myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I made <am> champ. <laughs> and
0: you You won a very nice Echo fly rod. That's
2: right. Yeah. Well, and I think. Alyssa, my older sister, uses it more than me, but it's okay. But we go. I think do, we do every spring, Riley? I think you,
0: you, you, so, so Riley, how often do you get out fly fishing?
2: Maybe about twice a year if I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: what do you normally fish for? Crappy. Is it crappy or froth? Graf- crappy.
2: Crappy. Yeah, see, I'm with crabby. you. It's, it's
0: crappy. From the south, it's crappy. If, if you're from Maine, it's crappy.
2: Crappy. It wasn't crappy. No. It was, no. it was fun. It wasn't crappy fishing. I like it because it's easy. I just put it out there and I get a fish in. Yeah, but,
1: you know, so when you first started, however many years ago, crappy fishing with us, um, you could barely get it out there, the the fly out there into the water. Uh-huh. And you had Kevin take your fish off every
2: time. <laughs> but now... I was a <laughs> I Now what? Now... I cast it out myself. Not perfectly. But that's... Okay. Reel the fish in myself and take it off myself as long as it doesn't look scary. <laughs> <You're laughs> Never, right. Kevin does it.
1: <laughs> it's good. That's good. We have fun. We can't tell our secret spot. Can't spot burn people. Especially for crappy. I know. Pretty hard fish to get. I don't want to go there and have someone else there. <laughs> they are loaded with fish there. Kevin McKay.
0: Yes.
2: We have questions for you this evening. Yes. Well, when we were at, where were we? We were at Black Bear. Yep. Brewery. Yep. In Portland. Bangor. Bangor. Yep. And um, Kevin asked us to write down two questions.
0: Mm. Oh, I could be a mistake. Boy.
2: Go ahead, Riley. we need to go first? Yep. Okay. So my first one is, what is one memory as a child that you will never forget and still affects you to this day?
3: Oh. Ooh.
0: From fishing?
2: Bam anything.
0: I don't know, I have a lot of memories.
2: I mean you, you can have to narrow it down to fishing if you want.
0: Well, fishing um, it's hard it's a hard one. So as a as a child, it's I don't know, it's tough because we went to Joe Mary Lake a lot. Mm-hmm. and my dad liked to troll. So I, I you know, that's I remember trolling a lot. Yeah. And uh I would sing uh can't remember the, the the show that was on the radio, but it was always like Basketball Jones. <laughs>
3: yeah. It
0: was like it was like he was he was always singing. Um, there was always like a comedy like Weird Al at uh, what's his name Yankovic. Yankovic was would be on I there, say and it.
3: Mm-hmm. so I'd
0: I'd always as my dad would troll, I would sing these songs because I'd listen to him late night and
3: mm-hmm. right.
0: laugh, and I, I always remember him, you know, drinking a Budweiser and with trolling. <laughs> In Joe Mary Lake, yeah. but I always remember. Also, I remember we always fished Black Stream in Carmel, and I remember I don't I don't and know. I think
1: you talked about that last weekend with your parents.
0: Uh, maybe you
1: touched on it. I think
0: right. And uh, but I think I don't know great it was in, but we used to do science fairs.
1: Okay.
0: And mm-hmm. so. Uh-huh.
1: Picture him for a science fair. <laughs> no.
0: And it was like you'd, have, oh, it was, you'd enter the science fair and you'd have a competition. And even back then, and I was in middle school, I think, that I was obsessed with fish. Mm-hmm. So I remember going to Blackstream, and we always struggled catching brook trout at Blackstream. But this one particular time, I remember catching, well, my dad catching two good-sized brook trout on, it would be a... A spinner with a worm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Before I was into fly fishing. Did you have a
2: bobber? Do you remember that? No. Nope. What like you used in everything. No. Nope.
0: Right? No. Nope. It was. It was. We'd always go and we would get the the gold spinner. And then you would. I don't know the brand now because I don't. I don't. Spin fish, but if you go to a sporting goods store, it's a red and white, and it has the mono already on the hook, and then you'd hook that onto the spinner.
1: Oh yeah, I know. And then
0: we'd put a we. I we had a, we had two places at my house that we'd dig worms. Daredevil. No, no, no. It was just a it was just a gold spinner, and uh, and he caught two fish. We killed one, and kept one alive.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I dissected one of the brook trout, and and he's then, really
2: Bill Nye. <laughs> I know, right?
0: And then at and then I had a live one in the in the fish tank,
2: like a real
1: fish tank.
0: Yeah. So we had a live. So I dissected a brook trout. I label. I remember labeling all the different parts the air bladder and the heart and the liver and all this stuff in the brook trout and then had a live one and you know they I I don't think I won or anything. And then I I I remember exactly where we released that brook trout.
3: That's cool.
0: so but uh that's
2: That's your memory. Yeah
0: and I went back so I went back not with not with Keda but with my other dog Feta Mm-hmm. I had my parents drop me off. This is, I don't know how old I was, but I was probably in my 30s. And we they dropped me off at the the bridge that my dad and I used to fish at. And I fished, the dog and I fished all the way down through this brook. And it was now this house is, the, the, it's all clear cut. The brook's all, tre- there's no trees overgrowing it. Right. All the alders have been cut. The so water, it looks
1: completely different. Completely
0: than it different. It's, it's back as a kid. It was like, oh, you're in the middle of the nowhere. Now it's.
1: Did you recognize the holes?
0: Oh yeah, I recognize the I recognize the holes, but you don't. It's just not the same. And the only fish I caught was, I caught I think, a sucker.
3: That's or, it.
0: That was it. Jeez. And then you know, and then I called my parents and they picked me up, <laughs>
3: at
0: the, on the on the other way. But it was a it was a cool day. But yeah, we I never caught any brook trout.
2: When speaking of like thinking of your memory, so I take psych and we were talking about this last class. It's like trying to think back to your first ever memory. It's so hard to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Trying to think back of like your first ever memory. And they say the average age is like, I think it was like two or three or something like that. Really? Three or four. Yeah. So I can think of two distinctive memories and I don't know if they're
1: my first, but they're the ones when I think like. Of that kind of idea of going Mm -hmm. way back when. They're the two things that I think about. And I'm not sure how old I was. I know young enough to have a babysitter. Um, And I remember we had a babysitter at the time. And she was, it was my brother and myself. And she was washing dishes in the sink in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And she cut her finger on a knife Mm -hmm. and passed out. Like, I that and I don't really remember what how we handled it or how we reacted or what happened after that. But that's I remember that. Oh my god! Yeah. And then I remember at Christmas being a little little girl, and I think we lived in a like a, a trailer at the time, and like standing in the chair, you know, like the 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 armchair or whatever in reaching for my christmas stocking that was was hung on the wall with a tack and pulling it down and i think two years in a row i didn't think to pick up the tack and it was just those push pin like flat head tacks mm-hmm. not the like ones that stuck out and so i'd pull my stocking off the wall and i'd get down and whatever and Next thing you know, I'd step on that tack.
0: That's I good. did that two years in a row. That's weird <laughs> that you would actually hurt yourself.
1: We, I, I, sh-
0: Don't you have a big bump on your head right we now? Do. Or-
1: I have a bump and a cut on my head right now.
0: From something you did yesterday?
1: <laughs> I did. I was deconstructing and reconstructing a bed frame um, in the girl's room. And I was vacuuming to pick up my mess. And, yep, lo and behold, hit my
3: head on the <laughs>
2: I really, like, I was one of the only ones in my class that couldn't remember their, like, I can't organize my thoughts to think of, like, no? the last memory I remember. I can't. Like, what do you think of? I mean, like, obviously you remember, like, Christmases and stuff. Like, yeah. I remember one year we got, yeah, Christmases
3: like... Christmases
0: always stand out.
2: Yeah. But they say it's because um, the more you do and the more you experience at, like, a younger age, the more you remember. And sometimes it's just who based on who you are. Right. But, like, say if you're, like, more cultured as a kid, they bring you a lot more places... And um you're like experience socialization a lot more then you'll remember a lot more.
0: So do they say that if you drink more, you forget more? I'm just <laughs> scaring I'm just <laughs> wondering.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't have to ask him about that. So can you think of like um
1: like, when you think of childhood just in general, like, are there really nice When you
0: say childhood, she's only 18, so she's still a child. I yeah, know
2: that, but still. Like, little, little. Like, I remember, like, Christmases, like, we got that really, really big Barbie house. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember, like, running downstairs and seeing um, the bitty babies, and we had, like, high chairs for them. Yes. I remember that. I remember going to, um...
0: I remember to get Millennium Falcon. <laughs>
2: oh my god Can you know, we still have that
0: we might underneath underneath and star wars man that was my thing
1: we were we were talking just today um when we were out and about about mm. memories of yeah. school and
2: yeah i don't know like i remember some like things in kindergarten like you're talking about <laughs> about my twin and um
0: so tell us about that story Oh god. Emma. Emma
2: will appreciate this story. Emma
0: in
3: kindergarten.
2: So Emma's like the goofier twin. She's just she's just out of whack a little bit. We love you, Emma. Yeah, so we were in the same kindergarten class. We've only ever been in the same class once once ever. Kindergarten kindergarten. Yep. And um we had uh, the same teacher and we all came in from recess, and you know we're all suited up. It's winter time. It's snowing, and Emma had a crush on this kid, won't say the name, and she was, like, obsessed with him. We still go to school with him to this day. <laughs> we won't mention any names. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're all coming in to take all of our snow stuff off, and we're all sitting in, like, a big circle. Emma goes, takes her jacket off, and then goes to take her snow pants off, and her pants go with it. So she's sitting there <laughs> in her underwear, just he- deer in a headless. <laughs> With her crush sitting next to her and me on the other side of her. And so she, like, sprints to the bathroom. I wish I had been a fly on the wall for that one. And then the teacher had to retrieve her from the bathroom because she was so embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So that was, like, one of, like, my best kindergarten memories ever. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I remember stuff at, um, like, Pappy's house. Yeah. Like, upstairs going to bed and stuff. I don't
3: know.
0: I remember, I remember a lot at my grandmother's. House. So I grew up that I'd always like Friday. I remember like it was almost like Fridays. I'd call my grandmother
3: mm-hmm. and
0: ask if I could spend the night. And I would uh, end up spending the night on like, like Saturday night or mm-hmm. whatever at night it was. But I would sleep in bed. So I'd sleep in bed with her and I would take a flashlight. And I remember laying there in bed and I was little. And I'd take the flashlight and I'd be like, it's big, little, big, little. And, and I. basic
1: concept. Yeah. I,
0: I remember like, cause yeah, if I pull it whatever it was, the light would, the, the circle on the ceiling would be really big. Right. And then when I put my arm up, it'd be smaller and I'd,
2: yeah.
0: And I'd do that. And then. Oh
2: my so, You can see the visual of this. Right i know. All serious. And,
0: and, and so as my grandmother got older and she got, you know, she sicker, she slept on the couch hmm So then I'd sleep on the floor in the living room. Yeah. And that's, I remember that I went to my grandmother's house all the time. But I also remember she had a, a screened-in porch. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was little. And her sister lived upstairs with her husband, John. And her name was Janie. And John would go to bed. And Janie and I and my grandmother, we would be up until, like, 1 o'clock in the morning watching wrestling. <laughs>
1: Like WWE. Oh yeah, and,
0: and I'd be like, I'd be like, Graham, that's not real. Yes, it is. Hulk Hogan. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah, I remember. I remember. I mean, I'd stay up late
1: oh, and that, I
0: ate all the cookies huh? I wanted, all the chips I wanted.
1: I wanted to go to Graham's all the time. I went to Graham's
0: all the time. I could do what I, I didn't have to answer to anyone. I could do whatever I wanted.
1: Okay, so it's it's funny. So we were on the kind of like the grant makes me think of my grandmother. And you talk about your gram, and i have many memories uh, much like yourself of going to my grandmother's on the weekends and um my grandmother was a very i don't know how to describe her i don't know if there's a word to describe her but um she's gone and yeah. i i don't know it's very if it's it's almost weird to think of it but yeah. my grandmother was um the type that would be digging in the garden, you know, on her hands and knees, you know, digging in the garden, um, you know, doing laundry, staining shingles, you know, I remember. Skill. Yeah, staining shingles, but then. I'm always
0: doing stuff. So.
1: But then it would be Thanksgiving Day, and literally the rest of the family is out hunting on Thanksgiving Day, and there's myself and my grandmother. <laughs> You know, in the kitchen, cooking. Screams. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. and um,
1: and I remember like getting up at what seemed like the crack of dawn. Like yeah. I felt like it was still dark out, and you know, like I said, everyone would be out hunting, and there, there we would be, you know, cooking the turkey and baking pies, and it seemed like we cooked all day, and and we we always left enough time to get pretty. At the end of it, before everybody got back. Despite yeah. the fact that everybody came in, took off their hunting clothes, and usually sat in their long johns, you know, and, and whatever. And, and you and-, and... And there's Great Nana and myself, you know, all pretty in a dress. You know, that's that's one thing that she always said to me was, yeah. you know, don't be afraid to to look nice. You can always look pretty, uh-huh. you know? So I think I've always taken that with me where, you know... I do. I mean, I'm I'm out getting dirty. I'm, you know, throwing and hauling wood for the campfire and and I'm building stuff and redoing stuff and working on the bunkhouse. But yet, you know, when we get dressed up and and go out, I'm not
2: afraid to dress right up, dress right up and look pretty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we know Raleigh does because it takes her two hours to get two hours to get ready to go fishing.
1: Oh, we coordinate. It's good. Yeah. All right
0: going to look good when you go
2: fishing. You be.
0: You never know what picture is going to end up on the gram.
2: It's more of like doing it for yourself, so that way you feel better. Uh, I agree. I mean, just because
1: you're out fishing doesn't mean you can't look good.
0: Is it true? Yeah. For me. Yeah.
1: It's different for everyone. Got your Instagram, right? I look good. <laughs>
2: <Fine>. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, God. He's looking at me. <laughs> no,
0: no, Stace, do you have any, any questions for me?
2: I do, actually. I still have one more, too. Oh, you have
0: one more? Yep. Oh, right. just, okay.
2: it's an easy right. one. Okay. So it's a fun one. one. Um, so if you could drink one beer for the rest of your life, beer, just beer, what would it be? Which one would you pick? That's Since a, you drink a new beer every time. You make a
0: that's, hard. that's a hard one.
2: Is it we have really to pick no? a versatile one.
0: Yes, because I know you're gonna. You're thinking it's gonna be Bissell Brothers. Mm-mm. No. No.
2: Nope. It's. I have one
1: in mind that I think you're gonna pick, but I don't know.
0: Um. It's that's if I was just gonna drink a beer daily, which I don't. You know we drink. I mean, it seems like we drink a lot of beers. Yeah. But we don't. We drink. Yeah. You know, like if we go out, like today.
2: On the weekends and stuff. You
0: know, we we have beers, or we'll have beers around.
2: The campfire,
0: campfire or something. Then usually, we drink, normally we drink wine.
1: We're winos. Yes, true.
0: Um, we like wine. Um, so, I like. I think a, a lighter beer, even though I always tend to go to a IPA.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, that, that guide beer, mm-hmm. that's a real, it's a light. Sweet water. Mm-hmm. That sweet water beer is really good. Um, some of the Oxbows have been really good because mm-hmm. they're not, like if I'm just, Hanging out, I have a tendency like to grab, you know, an IPA.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think
1: okay, pick one.
0: I can't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I to pick one brand. What do you think? I would pick.
1: I thought that you would pick something like uh, Corona. That's what I thought. Because it's yeah. kind yeah, of yeah. like our our go to like yeah, cor- no matter where we go, we can always Usually drink Like
0: like a yeah a popular beer, huh. probably Corona.
1: Yeah, because it's universal. You can get it mm-hmm. anywhere.
0: But I, I don't know. I have a tendency, or we have a tendency to go for the micro brews. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: more so recently. Where,
0: well, wherever, wherever we are, you know, like went down with Rich. You know, was it Craft Life?
1: Oh my God, they had the best. You know,
0: they did. They did really well. Uh, Marsh Island here. We love Oxbow. We, I mean, this is a good beer that we're trying here. I've never had it before.
2: Is Marsh Island the one that's like stacked diamonds and all that? Yes, stuff? yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's called, yeah. yeah, those were really uh,
0: good. You no, know, but like today we went to Black Bear, uh, Black Bear, uh, Brewing.
1: In that, Bangor, that was I mean, really good.
0: That was really good. I mean, I
1: have a raspberry one similar to what I'm drinking right now. Wasn't it like something?
0: So like,
1: I, I, Yeah, it was really. It's
0: hard to pick grain. one beer. I think I have a tendency to. I think micro is a better because. Uh, i like I like supporting like, the fly shops
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: instead of going to the big box. I like.
1: So beer is the same thing. You want to stick to like <laughs> craft beer. I, I,
0: I, I find that yeah I think. I think that's the bread and butter of. What we do. Yeah,
1: literally. Whether it's beer, whether it's fly shops, where
0: you it, shop. it's a that's it's right, a small true. mom and pop. So. I. It's not necessarily what beer, it's how I would yeah. pick the drink. Yeah. I guess I would probably pick to drink microbrews, local microbrews over
2: bigger brands,
0: the bigger brands, the big box. Yeah,
2: Corona Budweiser.
0: Are you ready for my questions, Kevin? Mac- I don't know. Am I gonna cry? I might get emotional. Do you
2: have three, no, I have two. How oh, you do you do three? I have three. Okay, um,
1: what are you most proud of?
0: Oh. <sighs> Am I get
3: emotional?
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's that's a hard one. I mean, I'm proud of the boys. Yep.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, I'm proud of you. But I'm also proud of my clients. You know, like Scott and in you know, mm-hmm. Heidi and, you know, so
2: the day ones, the what? The day ones. <laughs> They're
0: loyal. You know, just you know, people, you know, like that. I don't, it's, it's hard to pick what I'm proud of. You know, it's nothing I've done. It's, it's the people around me, what they've done. And
2: mm-hmm. the way you've affected them?
0: No, it's not necessarily what I...
2: Because I think most people around you, you affect a lot.
0: Yeah. It's I, definitely. Yeah. I don't, no, I don't really think it's me. I, I, I really think it's them. Yeah. I just happen to be part of whatever journey they're on. Mm-hmm you know what i mean mm-hmm. you, you know i think heidi was on a certain journey and i came along at, the, at a certain time and and helped her with that journey same thing with scott you know or any of these any any and and i think that's part of the guiding thing mm-hmm. um that's hard to that's hard to explain because
1: so would you be would you would it be fair to say then that in some ways, you were proud of yourself for being able to be part of all of these people no. and their journeys?
0: No, because I don't think it's... Uh, uh, no. You're just
1: too humble to say that. No.
0: I know people think I, I'm not humble, so...
1: They don't know you well enough, then. That's what I say. So, yeah.
0: no, I don't... I don't. I really don't think it's... I think I just happen to be part of their journey. So, you know, like your fishing journey is has nothing to do with me. I just happen to come along...
1: I meant to differ, but okay. <laughs> no, I, your I re- question, your answer.
0: No, I I no. I don't no, I, I really like like the boys, like they've they've found their way into their wherever they go. I, I gave them some guidance. Just like you or you know, Heidi or you know, whoever that you know, Phil or Jim or you know, our friends that we've developed over the years. I just happen to be part of it. They they're on they're on their, you know whatever they're gonna do.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We've just been fortunate to be part of their their journey. So it's not me being proud of me. You know I'm proud of I'm proud of those people. Mm-hmm. You know proud of you. You know even when Riley gets out. You know once a year. No seriously, when Riley gets out <laughs> once a year, and we we take her. You know crappie fishing and and she's catch. You know she's catching the crappie by herself with her fly rod. You know, you know, we're joking about, you know, her winning that competition. (laughs) (laughs) But with that said, she put the fly in the hula hoop. She she wasn't competing.
1: Did it for her. No,
0: she wasn't competing against anyone. No, but.
1: She still did it.
0: She still did it, you know, so I'm very proud of her that she did that. And, you know, no, she wasn't competing it. So she won, of course she won, but. But she, you know, with that instruction from Alan, she she got that to go in the hula hoop. You know, I don't, I probably wouldn't have given her the rod if she didn't get it, the the line in the hula hoop.
3: Yeah.
0: You know? I
2: wouldn't,
0: yeah. And, but, so she's 18, so we'll say she was 14 when she did that. Mm-hmm. There was probably 50 to 70 people there watching her right. cast into mm-hmm. the hula hoop. People that she never knew. Has
1: ever seen Never met.
0: Never met. Never, never. It's
1: freezing cold.
0: Yep. We're, but she did that. So like that. I'm proud of her for doing that because she doesn't know these people. Yeah. And she did it.
1: But if you had to look back, you know, you're what? 50. You'll be yeah, 23. Yeah. I feel
0: like I'm 35. So.
1: Yeah. So, so you'll be 35 yeah. this year. Um, Looking back, you know, I mean, I, I I get what you're saying, but if you have to look back, I mean, there's got to be something that stands out.
0: I don't know. It's, no, every year is better.
2: Yeah. That's the main goal. It, right. That's true.
0: You know, with, with the guiding, each year is better.
1: It's true. So with that said, what is it exactly that drives you to work as hard as you do? Because... I literally in all my life don't think I've ever met anyone that works and is more self-driven to to do things more so than you. Like no one works uh-huh. harder. Like and I don't know if people know all of that, all that you do. I mean, you, you have mainflyfish.com, you've had that forever. You have your guides business, you work UPS. You know, you're I mean, just
2: guiding alone is a handful.
1: Right. I mean, you're you're posting on your website, you're posting blogs, you're writing articles for, you know, um, the newspaper, you know, you have your your social media. I mean, you're constantly every single day, seven days a week, three hundred and sixty five days a year, there's always something like and if you're not you're you're thinking you should be doing something so what is it that's your I don't know if it your drive what drives you
0: I don't know I don't I don't know if it goes back to you know it I was in my my head it's always basketball Yeah
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know I never made the team and it was always that was always my until I got I was a um, freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. Then I made a team. I started. You know, but I also had a coach that said, you know, you try harder than anyone else.
3: And that's the
2: important part. So therefore you try harder than anybody else in life. Mm -hmm. I guess. And therefore you
0: succeed. So
2: You can't go wrong.
0: So I just keep on pushing.
2: What's your ultimate goal? I don't know. I don't think there is one because if he sets it, he'll break it, and then there's another there's
3: one. There's that. Cool. You know,
0: but now I feel like, you know, now I have Mike and I have other guides that, you know, I'm booking trips for us. So even though I'm booked up, I got to keep. I got to keep it roll rolling.
1: So how many? How many year, How many days this year? Do, you, can? How many days can you actually guide?
0: I don't know. I think I roughly. I don't know, I have seventy booked right now.
1: Out of what? Ninety?
0: I don't know. I don't that's I mean I have some free days, but then I gotta I try to keep days open for us or you hey, know. my
2: graduation. Yes. <laughs> I was graduating this year. Me and Emma's graduation.
0: So I mean there's more days I could do, but I don't do, so I so I can still fish. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. I don't want to be a guide that doesn't fish.
1: Yeah, because I don't think that will ever happen.
0: So, I have a question for you two.
3: Okay.
1: Oh God.
0: So, you guys are women?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, last time I checked.
0: Okay, so, in the last couple of years in the fishing industry, there's been a big push on women fishing. And so I personally have never had an issue with you know women fishing. Yeah, no big deal. So, what are your thoughts cuz you are a woman. Mhm. You know, putting you on the spot. Here we go. I mean like
2: like I said I don't fish a lot, but if like it's just like with anything, if you make it a big deal, it's going to be a big deal. But if if not, I mean I feel like women fishing and men fishing is no different unless you make it different, unless you make it a bigger deal. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, I exactly. Obviously there's more men fishermen because a lot of guys like the outdoors more than women typically, but. I think in general.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I there's mean. There's a mix
2: of everybody in there.
1: I think it's just like, it's like many things, yeah. you, you know, um, what do I think of women in the fly fishing industry? I think Riley hit it on the head. Like there's women that fish, you know, it, it's, it's no big deal. Yeah, I don't think it's any different than, than men fishing. Um, I think.
0: <laughs> you think it's a marketing ploy? I do. By industry.
1: I do. Honestly. Yeah. Um, because. um in all the places that we have fished, in all the times that we have fished, I've encountered women fishing. Um, I've never seen or heard of any issues arising because women are fishing. Women, no different. They're not treated any different. Are are there circumstances out there where it's happened? Yes, absolutely. I I'm sure. Just like anything, um, just like anything in life, um, you're going to have issues that arise. Um, so to say that it's, that it's non-issue, no, I, I I can't say that, but to me, uh, again, it goes back to what Riley said is if you make it a big deal, it's a big deal. You know, when I go to fly fishing shows and, you know, um, I go to a booth and they have women's stuff, um, mixed in with, you know, everything else. Great. If I have to go off to the side because they've done some women's only expo, I'm gonna be honest, I'm probably not gonna head over there. Um, Call me crazy, call me, you know, in the minority in that. But I personally, um, I would be less apt to do that than if, you know, the booth next to me had women's stuff in you know, six booths down, there was women's stuff mixed in with all the other booths. I'd be yeah. more apt to go to those than to one that was completely, you know, segregated off to the side as a women's only expo. Not my thing. I find that to be way more intimidating um, and, and I'm more put off by that than I would be to, you know, if it were the booth next
2: to me. Well, plus, in, like, all you see in the women's section is, like, bright pink and purple. And it's yeah, like,
1: in, in general, I, I agree. Um, too much. I think there are companies out there that do a really good job yeah. of, you know, adding color and, and fun um, to fishing wear, which for me personally, it's it's not, you know, I'm a woman and I fish, so I want a pink fishing fly rod. You know, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, do I want a bright, bold, colorful fly rod sure um because it stands out and that's my personality I like colorful things um so um yeah that's a tough one I don't I don't I don't know where I fall in that yeah (laughs) as far as that goes I just you know I want to be able to go someplace and just fish I don't want to go someplace and be like oh there's a woman fishing I'm a woman going here um you know, there's a woman's booth over here.
0: There's women's wear over here.
3: It's just uh, I well, fish, so you don't see that with the men's section. I mean, correct.
2: There's no, like women can't enter here. There's just men's stuff. It's not right. Like it's not
1: men's only. Yeah. So
0: when you have encountered people out fishing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: be it men or women, have you felt uncomfortable or
1: no, never. I've never, and actually it's been almost the opposite. I mean, a prime example is, you know, every fall we go to New York.
0: And that's really the only place we fish around a lot of people. Where there's a lot of
1: people. But, you know, it's also a brutal place, I feel as though, to fish. I mean, it's hardcore fishermen. It's, if you're going to run into that grumpy fisherman, it's going to be in New York. And, you know, have we encountered the grumpy fisherman? Yeah. But is it because I was a woman fishing next to him? No. If anything, I think
2: they look at you highly as like I, you're out there like doing the same thing. Right. Nice. I think I absolutely
1: when, when agree cold, with you, Riley. Wow, the, she's bad
2: butt. Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: I tend to agree with you.
2: Don't know if I'm allowed to swear on your body.
1: <laughs> 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 no, but I, I tend to agree with you, Riley. I I, I that's how I've felt going there, you know, it's, it's exactly what Riley said. If it's the opposite, I feel like, you know, in those times when it's snowing and it's freezing and your guides are freezing up and your hands are numb and your feet are numb and you're waiting in water for me, that sometimes, you know, breaching the top of my waders. And we've been out there on the river since five in the morning, waiting for it to get daylight to fish. And we fish until, you know it's almost dark and i'm literally the only woman woman out there you know i think that you know in all of my personal experiences i've had nothing but positive feedback from from our friends, from the people that we encounter on a daily basis in New York. I think it's, holy shit, like, I can't believe you get her to come fishing with you. Say nothing about stand out here all friggin' day.
2: Yeah, willingly.
1: Willingly. Really, you go willingly. To try to catch a fish that you're, you know, ultimately going to throw back, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it I It is mean, a weird
2: concept to think about. <laughs> I
1: know, it really is. But, yeah, I mean, I, I've, you know, so I guess it's hard for me to... To kind of give an opinion as far as like that whole like women in fishing in the negative side of it because I've never experienced it in yeah. all the fishing I mean, that it, we've done over the years.
0: I mean it has to be there, but
1: yeah. I'm it's like anything else though. Right. I mean, right. do you There's focus on it? No, I don't because I'm gonna fish whether they like it or not. I'm gonna fish whether they well, agree like with Riley it. Riley
0: said you're badass. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about Catch and release, then. Oh boy! So Riley just said we're gonna go stand out in the cold. <laughs> it's it's the most it's insane a time.
1: it's times. It's, right, th- it's,
0: time it's okay. So it's well, New York. We'll talk about New York because that's it's it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard fishing. Mm-hmm. It's brutal conditions. I like it's the most
2: drastic fishing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah to, I mean, you're really f- you're fishing from November sure. to March. Yeah. It's it's
0: when it's the worst conditions. Mm-hmm. And so, like this year, mm-hmm. we had we had, we were lucky to fish nine days straight. Jeez, for and, the first time I know, right? And just you know, no no breaks in between, just every day fish for nine days straight, Sun up sun down. And the, you know, on the last day, mm-hmm. you landed, you know, a beautiful probably ten to twelve pound steelhead. Mm-hmm. And you were so excited, and you're pumped, and we took pictures, and then you let it go.
1: I know. And that makes it worth it. I know.
0: Like, so, I know. So why? And it, You know, we catch and release. Everyone catch and release for many different reasons. For,
3: for me, you know, with my clients, it's, you know, I, I feel like I'm killing my business of so I'm killing, yeah. you know, killing the fish mm-hmm. because we can't go back and catch it again. Right.
0: But- you know, when we go to New York, that you know we could have killed. I think I don't know what the, the law is, but I'm I'm assuming we could kill one fish. So
1: people do it. I mean, not so,
0: yeah. obviously not where we're fishing in the fly zone. You can't you right. can't kill fish, but but say we're in the in the area that we can kill fish tributaries. You know, down below. Mm-hmm. Why why wouldn't we keep that fish? Why would we um, why would we just take a picture and let it go? Why wouldn't we?
1: I think I think it's like um with many things I think it's similar to when people hunt um you'll get people that will hunt and kill anything that they can get for the sake of saying that they got it. You know, people fish and they they caught it so they're going to keep it. Um you know and then you get people that you know, they're only, you know, hunting or fishing for certain things. You know, some people like us, it's it's the fun in the
2: process. The experience more than like. Right. You're not getting like it. You're not fishing to catch the fish for the fish. The I fish. Mean, well, like exactly. Doing it for well, the for me,
0: I mean, yes, we caught it's fish. It's the adventure. I, yeah. We caught fish. I caught fish. You know, when I think back at that, to that trip. It really had nothing to do with the, I mean, yes, it's the fish that brings us there and it gets us there on every, every trip, like every guided trip I do, the fish gets us there to the water, but it doesn't, it's not necessarily. But the
1: adventure isn't that
0: fish that you're holding. No, because yeah. it was. It's everything in between. You know, we probably mentioned this before, but like, like Tony mm-hmm. cooking, when we got there and he was, he was cooking food on the river, right. you know, or. You know, the guys, the UPS drivers from New York, and, and hanging out with them and Steve in the morning before we even started fishing. Right. Those it's, are the memories I have of the Daniel One is rock. Daniel One is rock.
1: Tony. Love you, Tony.
2: <laughs> Not landing a steelhead. I feel you, dude. I feel you, <laughs> well, dude. Well, it's like ever since but, we've, like, even when we first met Kevin, I remember asking Kevin, we were like, why don't you, do, like, do you keep your fish? Like, when you right. catch them, like, you can bring them home. That was always the question. Yeah, and he was like, no, like, uh, it's catch and release. I'm not going to kill my own business. And we never, like, understood it ever really. Just, like, shaking our heads Like, okay. Because okay. like, we have, like, my mom's mom, my nana, who, like, if you catch a fish, I don't care how big or small it is, you are bringing <laughs> you're gonna, it home, and
3: You're it's gonna it's keep going to you're going to eat all, it. It's all mean. Yeah,
2: it's all mean. It's going main. in one of the six uh, chest freezers <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> It's so true, and we will fillet it that night, and she will show me how to do it. That's right. <laughs> so, like, like hearing him with say her bare we don't, hands. yeah, we, do, we don't, no gloves. Yeah, hearing him say that we don't like kill the fish was weird, but now that I'm older, it makes sense.
1: I yeah, I, I, I do. I, I mean, I definitely feel the whole. I I agree. I think people, all, people, do it for different reasons. You yeah. know, I personally, I like fish. I don't like fish that much. Um, I mean, you know, I enjoy. I'd be sick of
0: fish I, if you. Yeah. I I enjoy like the last fish I remember kept keeping was with Jacks mm-hmm. on the island.
2: Yeah. In in our
0: in I mean, as uh, long as I live, I'll never remember that. I'll never remember that day that he wanted to keep a brook trout, and we went, and I caught a brook trout, mm-hmm. and it was keep keeper size for Maine, and I showed him, and and he's And he said, well, I didn't catch it. I said, you want to keep this one? He said, I didn't catch it. I said, all right, I'll let it go. And then he catches a brook trout. Mm -hmm. It was eight, nine inches, whatever legal. And I'm like, all right, let's keep this one. He's like, he looks at it and the beauty of the fish. And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, how do white perch taste? (laughs) And I said, they're really good. And we let the brook trout go Mm -hmm. and we floated down and we caught a couple white perch we kept those and I hadn't I mean I haven't cleaned a fish in years because I just don't keep them and so I showed them how to clean the fish and and I I didn't scale the white perch I just took them and I put them over the fire and I, I remember just letting them cook over the fire with the on a stick with the it wide open on the right, flames right and uh, and we put a little salt and pepper on it and just <laughs> And yeah. picked the meat off off the white perch and it was like that was amazing. So good. But I also remember when the kids were really little and I w wa- I didn't want them to grow up not keeping fish. Not I didn't want to have that environment that you had to keep and catch and release everything you kept. Yeah. Because like you couldn't keep you, fish. Yeah, you couldn't keep fish. I didn't want to have that mentality of you know, you can't go hunting and you can't keep fish. Yes, legally you can keep fish, let's you can keep your, your limit. So I remember Keeping crappy or crappie, <laughs> crappy, crappie, crappy, crappy. And I remember like showing them how to, when they were just little. You can eat crappy? Yeah, yeah, they're very good eating, especially at this time I of think year. He
3: didn't like tell a me white that.
0: fish? Yeah, this, especially at this time of year when really? there's no worms or anything, this is a great time to keep them. And uh, so I remember, you know, cleaning them and showing them, and, and they had no interest as a little kid. Like, yeah. No, and they were they were devastated. But I also remember going back to memories. <laughs> yes. I remember there was a little brook near my house. In the, I don't know how old the boys were. They were little. They were actually in in one of the one of the fishing movies. And I remember Tate catching a like a seven inch brook trout, and we we're going to let him let it go, and we couldn't let it go because it, it it had died. And we tried, and we tried to revive this fish, and he was devastated this fish wouldn't, wouldn't live. So we we I, I said, let's take it home. We cleaned it. And as, as upset as he was, he really enjoyed eating that <laughs> brook trout. <laughs> <laughs> and it I was remember, like
1: the silver lining.
0: Well, and then on another trip, I took one of Tate's childhood friends, him and his dad fishing. And so on our way up to Greenville to go camp on – on this particular island. We, uh, we stopped at Dover cover bridge and caught a couple stock brook trout mm-hmm. and his, his friend's dad kept the brook trout and the kids were devastated. Oh, really? Oh, they were, they, I th- they might've been crying. They, they were <laughs> devastated that they kept, kept the brook trout. They kept their limit. And then we, we were sending up 10 on, on, on this island and we got all campsite all set up. And I remember the boys were first in line
3: to get the, to, eat the <laughs> to eat the brook
0: trout. But they were devastated when we killed the brook trout.
1: <laughs> See, I I don't I mean for as many fish as we caught and killed and cooked, I never really ate it growing up. That was I didn't like fish. Yeah. The only fish that I remember Honestly. eating growing up were smelts. And I remember, like, having to clean them, and that was the grossest thing I've ever experienced in my whole life. And I swear to God, like, as an adult, I will never do that again.
0: <laughs> like, I
1: remember what, standing at oh, the kitchen. Oh, we're keeping,
0: next year's, we're keeping a oh, no. this year. Oh,
1: no. Like, I remember standing at the kitchen sink in what seemed like the entire sink full of smelts, and I'm mm. sure it wasn't, but it seemed like it. With a pair of scissors, you cut the head off, and slit down the body and take your thumb and, like, drudge down the body. Yeah, you get, like, get the the stuff oh, out of the close. backbone. Yeah, and, you know, my mom, like, God love her, cooking those right up, thinking they were the best thing since sliced bread <laughs> and me wanting to gag. I'm like, yeah, no, I clean those. I'm good.
0: I remember I, we flew into Rainbow the one time I went in there, and I was designated... I would clean all the fish.
3: Designated fish cleaner. Yeah, it designated fish cleaner. <laughs> I'm glad that, I, I was just I'd me. clean
0: all the fish that we caught. Yeah. No. DFC designated <laughs> fish You
3: DFC. are the DFC.
0: I like that. Yeah. We'll have to yeah, stick with yeah.
3: that. Yeah, that was interesting. Now that I don't I don't
0: keep any fish. Yep. But back as a as a kid, I was I was like cleaning all the fish.
1: But don't you do you find like I find on a day-to-day basis when, you know, people hear or realize that we have a guides business, you know, the people that I encounter on a day-to-day basis are like, oh, so do you, do you keep fish? Oh, Mm -hmm. you don't keep fish? You don't keep any fish? Like they're completely shocked and blown away by that. I know. Like, and the thing is like here in Maine, not so much, but like when we go to New York, there isn't a fish in any body of water that we fish for out there
0: that I would want to keep. No, and people do. And people do. Like are the ones you
3: catch in New York like half dead, like on their. Oh, no, those are
0: fine. those are King Those salmon. are the
1: kings. Yes, those are, and and some of those are pretty gnarly. But yeah, you know, just I don't know. I mean, their scales are peeling off. Oh and... yeah. Hmm?
0: But my very first trip I ever did was Jack Lee. And Jack Lee, I think I mentioned before, was backup quarterback for Joe Namath when they won the Super Bowl. That was the very first guy I guided. Not a bad. And I was, and I was actually guided
2: a lot of bigger names.
0: I have, and but he kind of scared me, and uh, we got the River House dog getting a drink, and uh, so so uh, that was my first trip. I really didn't fish for bass, and I was guiding for bass. And I took Jack out and him and I think it was his it was his nephew or his I think it was his nephew or his cousin. He he was a pilot for Delta. Oh my. And they both we all we kept our limit of smallmouth. That's the only time I've ever kept smallmouth on the river. Really? Yeah. I don't think I knew that. And one other time I, I we uh kept largemouth when we went for crappy and he didn't catch any crappy but he caught a largemouth and he caught uh Large mountain, but I'm, I think what? So Grant, one, two, three times. Jack Lee twice. So five times in twenty years, I've kept fish.
1: Have you ever lost a client or a trip because you didn't keep? Now fish? that's a
0: good question. Mm. I remember coming off the West Branch with mm-hmm. Phil mm-hmm. and John and. I had another trip and I was supposed to meet him in Millinocket. And when I came back into service, well, before I, I went out of service, the, the wife had, had booked a trip and she said, you know, you know, I'll pay you once, you know, my husband and son come back with their limit. And I sent an email back saying, you know, I don't, I don't keep fish, you know, I'll bring them back at safely at this time. Yeah. So, when I, when I was coming out from, you know, I dropped John and fill off, I was supposed to meet the new clients at the, you know, the urban and Millinocket. And I got an email saying that, you know, she just got back from Alaska and Alaska, they get to keep all the fish and, and she, and she was canceling the trip and she was really pissed off. Oh, well, mm. <laughs> The way I looked at it, I get to go home early. Right. <laughs> Because I was going to go from you know seven in the morning till nine nine thirty at night, and then drive and then an drive hour plus home. Yep.
1: So has that been the only time that you've lost a trip? That's that's the only time I have
0: ever lost a trip in the twenty
1: years that you've been guiding. Yeah. That's
0: crazy. Because people are for the experience, mm-hmm. and, and I think most people are. If I they, think- if, like I said, if if they know it or not, if they you know if you if you talk to people. That has not be fly fishing. If they if they just fish, yeah. You know, and and one thing I've noticed over all these years that, you know, just being a UPS driver, not being a guide, being a UPS driver when when I go to someone's house, and they have a boat in the yard, or whatever you know, yeah. fly rods in the garage, or just some spinning rods, mm-hmm. you know, you you get chit chatting with them about fishing yeah you're instantly a friend with them
1: it's true yeah you have something in common
0: yeah i I mean i remember you know i went looked at a motorcycle i was into being i had for 10 years i had motorcycles and i was looking i think it was called the ls 650 if i can come across one of those i'd buy one it was it was a BMW motorcycle, and it had torpedo sides, but it was their sports version mm-hmm. of that. And it was a guy. I, I don't. I remember going to his house and looking at it, but I remember talking to him about fishing, and he told me about this particular river in Western Maine that had giant brook trout. Okay. Which led to me and my dad going to a sportsman show, in at this in Augusta, and talking to Carol Ware. It was <laughs> the first time I ever met Carol. Love Carol. And talked to him about it, and he gave me directions on how to get into this particular river. Mm-hmm. And then me and my dad went to this particular river. Said hi to the sky. I I remember saying hi to the sky. Talked to him. We, we fished this little spot, but this guy went to a, another certain spot, and we connected later for some reason on email, and he told me he, he had caught 15 or 20, you know, three-pound brook trout, and we didn't even get a bite. So the very next Saturday.
1: You were back there. We, we were back there <laughs> and went
0: to this exact spot. Did you
1: catch brook trout?
0: We and this is like one of the first times I ever nymphed in my life was at this particular place, mm-hmm. and but I also met I think on the way out in we were on our way in we were on the way out I met Cash and Chris talked Cash and Chris were guides in that particular area, and Cash owned a restaurant in this in oh, and then that's an interesting name yeah. And I think his name was Cash. And then Chris is still guiding out in that area. Nice. And and they both gave me tips on, on how to...
1: So did you catch a big one?
0: Yeah, we caught... Uh, over the years, I've caught many big ones and in this particular spot and particular time of year. All because of just knowledge of other people. hmm I think... You know, I think with this with the internet and with Instagram and in this generation, I think we're losing or not necessarily losing, but I I don't think like I, I know where I came from. Mm -hmm. Like, like because you
1: paved your path.
0: Well, but it's been with the help of many people. It's, it's been, you know, the knowledge of like, from just, Chris and cash from the little tidbits and the doctor that I met out in that particular area. And, you know, flies that they told me to try, you know, in my head, I just mentally, I don't keep notes, but I'd be like, okay, put that up, you know, in my head, you know, another time I was on another river out there and I just posted about it on, on main fly fish that
3: someone asked about
0: Helgramite flies. I remember fishing a particular river in Western Maine, not, Knowing this giant brook trout there and not doing well, and this guy walks down in jeans, not in waders, walks down over the bank, makes two or three casts, hooks two or three big brook trout, and leaves. And his way out, he said, "You know, you might want to throw on a if you got a brown wooly bugger, because hellgrammites are this time <laughs> of day. The hellgrammites are moving, right? So throw on a brown wooly bugger, and it works." And it worked. I hooked up immediately. And I and banking. I think that and you wouldn't know that if you didn't come over to the banking. Right. If that guy didn't walk down over the bank, I wouldn't right. have known that. And so everything I know or learned is a lot of it's from help from other people. Yes, a lot of it I've learned on my own and and put the time in and explored and, and done a lot of different things. But I think that. When you when people are looking at people on Instagram and they're seeing all the, these these guys and I and I do it myself, I'm like, you know, did that guy learn it on his own or did he get help? Mm-hmm. Did he get help from the internet? And you know, a lot of you know, a lot of knowledge I have is from you know old time guides that I I pick their brain and and ask them questions or you know like Jim from Eldridge Brothers you know i spent many years fishing with him freshwater salt water and did he did he necessarily teach me to how to guide no but there was a lot of lessons in our conversations and and things that just different trips i did with him mm-hmm. that i would pull into my into my own guiding and uh, and I wonder, you know, I, and I think I I do I think a lot when I'm I'm looking at Instagram because that's kind of the, you know, the social media now. Do you
1: it, think any of that? Uh, do you think any of that is lost due to social media? Do you think um, the whole paving their own way, going out there, putting the time in to figure stuff out for yourself? Yes, there's always that level of knowledge that you acquire from the people that you meet and you see, you know, occasionally the the guy that comes over the the bank in jeans and casts twice and catches monster book trout. But I so. but I think the bulk of your knowledge and your experience in
3: where you
1: are now, not only as a fisherman but as a guide has been firsthand. I, you know, because there was no main fly fish, there was no Instagram, there was no social media well, to guide yeah. you. Well, it's like The reason I
0: started main fly fish because at the time there was nothing. For, yeah. From from for me around this area there was nothing. So I started main fly fish to help people in the to get started. Yeah. But right. I think I was I, I think my generation is the last generation that would go out and do a lot of us a lot of stuff on on their own yeah well it's like with
2: anything like even just something small like on the internet we now we type everything for english class and we type every paper we do so it's like i'm not a very good speller or i can't i'm not i like i do not do well with grammar at all and Mm -hmm. i think that's only because every single time you spell something wrong, it's highlighted and you click on it, it gives you the right answer. Right. Or it you puts, can copy and paste, the yeah, correct you can copy and paste spelling.
0: your essay. Oh, play. I suck at writing. Yeah. My hands cramp up when I try to write something. Yeah,
2: really, but it, It's but it like does. everybody's best friend. Like,
3: but <laughs> it ASMR does go back to that. It does but go I back to. I think
2: without that, I would have I like had been forced to learn how to do all that and I would be a lot better at it to this day. But I mean, it's not like internet's going to change any like at any time soon. So we're always going to have that there for us. Right. So, like, say one day all of a sudden it's just not a thing anymore then we're screwed but
1: I just wonder like
2: it, it's
1: it's hard to know like when you go on to social media because I think you would you know it's just human nature to get caught up sometimes in in you know the fish porn that you see and you know you get caught up in you know how many followers someone has in how yeah. many views in in, in whatnot. Um it, and I guess for me, it, it I don't get caught up in it because at the end of the day, like they're followers. It means nothing. Exactly. Um, you know, because Just sharing you're, what you're like and what right, you're doing. You got ten thousand followers or thirty thousand followers or a million followers, you know, it, it means nothing. It I doesn't don't know. Mean... Every time
0: I put you in a bikini I get more, <laughs> more followers. So I,
1: but no, but my point being, you know, whether you have 2,000 followers or 20,000, you know, does it, yeah, 20,000, does that mean you're a better guide than you are when you had 2,000? No, it doesn't.
2: You're just more mobile size. You know, it just means that,
1: you know, more people happen to click on the follow or the like and or the whatever, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, does it really mean anything? No.
2: Instagram actually considered, I don't know if they are, or maybe they did for a period of time, but they considered taking, like, likes off, like, so it's not really anymore. Like, I don't know if they're still doing it, but that's what I heard a while back. That
1: really interesting.
2: It's very interesting. To take that aspect away from Right. Them.
0: But would it be Instagram if it was, you didn't have your likes?
2: And, I mean, everybody that I know, likes aren't really a big deal. I mean, I guess to some people it is, but I really don't think it's a, that huge of a deal some people do watch it and i mean that's all they do when they post a the picture but mm-hmm. at the end of the day i mean are you posting it to watch how many people like it or are you posting it to show other people what you're doing right and what you're up to and how you're doing
0: right i think like, that. like for us i think for me i try to show them what we're doing here yeah you know what main fishing adventure is about right you know the tiki bar the river house
1: yeah. to kind of give them a window into our world right and what it's like to be here, right? You yeah. know, it's like ent- just entertainment,
3: correct?
0: With and, and that's yeah. kind of what the podcast is about. It's mm-hmm. it's us, what we're doing is what we normally do,
3: <laughs> except for <laughs> we're. We, we, well, <laughs> <laughs> <The car laughs> yeah, but thing. we're but, and then yeah, I hear but we're
2: like annual
3: bikini picture, <laughs> song, <laughs> and I'm like
2: hitting my head off the
0: dashboard.
2: <laughs> But this is what we do,
0: you know, if we don't have the TV on, you know, we're talking about yeah. what's going on in Instagram or... We're having a dance party on the table. Right, on you and Emma the, are dancing have, on the counter. we been known to do that, yeah. Emma or really we're talking about women in fishing or catch and release or, I mean, these are all the conversations we have. I'm just kind of putting them out there
3: mm-hmm. as a conversation
0: piece, yeah. you know, for people to kind of think about what they do. So with that said, <laughs> we've been doing this for an hour and 14 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so people it's are probably point really point. sick of time to listen to me talk. I doubt it. it gives me something to listen to on Well, time. I know they like listening right. to you two talk, but they, they're tired <laughs> of listening to me talk. So we're going to wrap up. This was On The Real with Kevin and Stace with our special guest, Riley. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.